Hey, what's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cudajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. So, at long last, opening weekend has come and gone, and I want to break down the performances we saw from the Mets over their first four-game series against the Washington Nationals. I want to take a look at the pitching, the hitting, and give you guys my thoughts on how I thought the team performed as a whole. So I'm really, really excited. You know, I've been really excited for opening day. I do have to apologize. I wasn't able to get out the 2022 pitching preview before the start of the season, mainly because if you have been keeping up with the Mets, especially if you keep up with my Twitter at PodMets, the Mets really down to the last weekend were, were attempting to make changes to both their rotation and their bullpen. And with the injury to Jacob deGrom, the Mets were definitely, you know, the rumors were out there. The Mets were looking for, for new pitchers to fill in. So, you know, I was holding out, waiting till things were more solidified. And unfortunately, time ran out and opening day was here. But in this episode, going over the performances from this weekend, we get a really good look, and I think this whole weekend we got a really good look at all of the pitching performances, so in a way, we'll we'll review and take a look at the Mets pitching staff pretty much as a whole. So, like I said in the opening, I really want to start by going over these four games and, you know, first taking a look at pitching, and then in the second half, we'll take a look at hitting. So, you know, just going over the games in general, the Mets won opening day 5-1, to one. they won their second game of the series 7-3, to three. they won yesterday, the third game of the series 5 nothing, and unfortunately fell today 4-2 to two to the Nationals. So, just starting with the pitching performances, starting with opening day, as I mentioned, Jacob deGrom is unfortunately hurt, his uh, scapula and his shoulder is injured, and... Thus, he will be out for four weeks, no throwing, and then likely uh, a few more weeks to get ramped back up. So probably not going to be seeing Jacob deGrom until about June-ish. I think the Mets have said is a, a an ideal return time for, for deGrom beginning of June. So in his place, Tyler McGill took the ball on opening day. And, you know, to me, he was outstanding. In his opening day debut, it was his first time obviously pitching on opening day and, um, you know, just his whole pathway to get to where he is, his whole his whole trajectory of, you know, not really being talked about, not really pitching many major league innings or, or professional innings in the minors before coming up in July last year. He had a great game. He pitched five innings with three hits, six strikeouts, no earned runs, no walks, a really, really great game. In the second game of the series, the Mets saw, finally, the the debut of Max Scherzer. And, you know, compared to all the pitchers, surprisingly, Scherzer had the quote-unquote worst start. And, you know, I'm saying that relatively because he had an outstanding start as well. In his start, he pitched six innings. He had three, gave up three hits with three earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. The third game of the series was started by another new Met, another new Mets pitcher in Chris Bassett, who, again, had an outstanding start. He pitched six innings with three hits, no earned runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. And then finally today, on Sunday, the final game of the series, Carlos Carrasco pitched. And again, he had another outstanding start. He pitched 5.2 innings pitched, two hits, one run, one earned run, and five strikeouts. So, you know, 
Just to quickly touch on the starting pitching, what we've seen so far from the top four of the Mets rotation, with the top four obviously being McGill, Scherzer, Bassett, and Carrasco, and obviously McGill is is filling in for DeGrom, but I mean, he made a very, very strong case for himself to stay in the rotation for obviously until DeGrom returns, but you know, if he keeps up with the way he was pitching on opening day, he could make a very strong case to keep himself in the rotation for good. Obviously, you know, this is a bit of an overreaction, a, a, a first weekend overreaction, but you know, the Mets starting pitching was phenomenal all weekend. Six strikeouts from McGill, six strikeouts from Scherzer, eight strikeouts from Bassett, and then five strikeouts from Carrasco. You know, that's 25 strikeouts right there just from the Mets starters in four games. So I was really, really happy to see that. The one guy, well, you know, I want to shout all of them out, and it's hard to, to you know, give all of them as much love as they deserve. Bassett, obviously, an outstanding outstanding debut with the Mets. Eight strikeouts. He looked really, really strong. I loved how Bassett, particularly because of his his wide range of pitches, how he chose to mix them up. He really kept the Nationals hitters um, you know, on their toes, and they looked uncomfortable up there. He was kind of toying with them a little bit, you know, throwing some hard stuff, throwing some, some you know, heaters, but then dropping it low with his like 70 high 60 mile per hour curveballs he was throwing them in there so it was great to watch that and then I want to touch on Carrasco because you know what what a bounce back this was the Carrasco really we kind of expected to see last year obviously he was injured and as they talked a lot about today on the SNY broadcast he he had you know an elbow issue that really just needed to finally be cleaned up, and he got that cleaned up. He got his elbow cleaned up in the offseason, and it was clearly a, a huge difference in the way that we saw Carrasco. He was throwing his curveball a lot, which looked really good. He did give up a home run to Nelson Cruz, who, to be fair, as the SNY broadcast showed, has had Carrasco's number for his career. And it happened in the first inning, and it looked like, oh boy, here we go. You know, Carrasco in the first inning was sort of the storyline last year. He couldn't get through it. But, you know, he gave up a hit after Cruz hit the home run and then really, really settled in, retiring every other batter that he faced from the first inning on. Again, 5.2 innings pitched with only two hits and one earned run. He struck out five guys outstanding so you know the whole rotation McGill his opening day start Scherzer his debut with the Mets and his first start against the Nationals Bassett his debut with the Mets and Carrasco it was just really really great to see now I also want to touch on the bullpen who really we've seen I think the majority of the bullpen pitchers that the Mets have on their roster the only guy that the Mets didn't see who's kind of sort of in their bullpen is David Peterson who was recalled and brought back up from the taxi squad because Edwin Diaz has been placed on the bereavement list until Tuesday he returned home uh, to Puerto Rico because his grandfather died so you know thoughts and prayers to him and his family during this time but David Peterson is the only guy really on the the Mets bullpen staff that hasn't seen any time yet this season but you know, overall the bullpen, just like the just like the starting pitchers, have looked great. In the first game of the series, 
Trevor May, Adam Adovino, Seth Lugo, and Edwin Diaz came in. They combined for four innings of one-run ball. May gave up a, a monster shot to Soto, which, you know, you kind of have to tip your hat. Soto is one of the best hitters in the league. But other than that, you know, four four innings with only one run allowed. In the second game, you had three innings from Drew Smith, Seth Lugo, and Sean Reed Foley with no runs allowed in game four. In game three, sorry, we saw three more innings from Drew Smith, Joely Rodriguez, who was recently acquired from the New York Yankees for Miguel Castro, and Adam Anavito. Those three guys, Smith, Rodriguez, and Adam Anavito, combined for three scoreless innings, which was awesome to see again. And then today was really the only time that the bullpen looked a little shaky. So Chase and Shreve and... Trevor Williams came in. It was a little bit of a weird, you know, managerial decision because Chase and Shreve pitched a great seventh inning, a scoreless seventh inning, and then he came in for the eighth inning, gave up a hit, and that's when Showalter went to Trevor Williams, who came in, and, you know, not entirely his fault because there were a couple of poor defensive plays from Pete Alonso, which kept the inning going. But, you know, it might have been, you know, a little a little better for the Mets to, to go to maybe Trevor May, who had been warming up in the bullpen. But Williams ended up giving up two runs. They weren't earned. One other run was attributed to Shreve. And unfortunately, those three runs given up in the eighth inning were the difference. I think if the bullpen was just kind of used a little bit better, and again, if the defense behind the bullpen is a little more solid, you don't see that problem. But Chasen Shreef looked really good in the seventh inning and also got a, an additional out at the end of the sixth inning, getting Juan Soto to ground out. And, you know, unfortunately, the way it, it kind of panned out makes it look like the bullpen had a, a rough outing. And not that Trevor Williams had a particularly amazing outing, but, you know, that is sort of the way it went. It was just sort of a weird managerial decision and some poor defensive play behind them. But, you know, just to finish up, just to wrap up on the pitching, they looked really, really good this weekend. Granted, it's against a Nationals team that has Juan Soto and, you know, Nelson Cruz kind of and Josh Bell. And that's kind of it, honestly. So, you know, you got to understand in the context of who they're playing. But through this first series, I'm very happy with the pitching staff, and I'm really excited for Taiwan Walker's debut tomorrow and to see how the rest of this pitching staff continues to perform as the season goes along. So now I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I'm going to get into the Mets lineup and the offense that we saw over this weekend. All right, and welcome back. So now I want to get into talking about the Mets lineup and how they performed this weekend. And really, this weekend, we saw a new look lineup. You know, obviously a lot of lot of familiar faces, but now the Mets have the additions of Starling Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna, and, you know, in a way, um, Robinson Cano being back in the lineup after his PED suspension. And... I don't know. Again, same same deal as with the rotation where you have to look at the context of who the Mets are playing and the pitching staff they're going up against, but I thought they looked outstanding and it was, you know, sort of a sight for sore eyes seeing the Mets, you know, 
come up for their pitchers. Pitchers were performing great, and the offense looked outstanding. In Game 1, the Mets totaled 12 hits and 5 runs. In Game 2, the Mets totaled 13 hits and 7 runs. In Game 3, they totaled 9 hits and had 5 runs. And then today, Game 4 was really the outlier of the weekend, but they still totaled 7 hits. They only scored 2 runs, but again... They've been getting guys on base. And I think the biggest thing for me to take away from this weekend, and I'm about to get into some more specific guys, some performances I wanna wanna point out, but you know, they play a lot of they've been playing a lot of small ball this weekend. Buck Showalter having guys bunt, you know, Robinson Cano on on opening day, bunting against the shift. Today, Tomas Nito laying down a really nice bunt and ended up beating it out to move guys into scoring position. You're seeing the Mets play a lot of small ball. There were a couple home runs hit this weekend. Jeff McNeil hit one on Friday on his birthday, so that was really great to see. Last night, Pete Alonso crushed his first career Grand Slam and really was the main difference maker in that game. Uh, they scored another run in the ninth inning, but, you know... They were. It was a, a tied ball game until he put four on the board with that. His first career grand, grand slam, so that was awesome. And today, Francisco Lindor hit his first home run in the season, so nice to see him get off to a bit of a hot start. I think the one guy that really has stood out to me and and really had quite quite the the weekend was Mark Hanna who played in the first two games and then in the finale he didn't play on Saturday had a night off but in those in those three games he went seven for ten with three walks he walked once in the first game and twice in the second game in the first game he went two for three second game he went two for three and then today in today's game he went three for four I think you know the, the pitching additions with Bassett and Scherzer are huge. They really are going to be monumental for this team, and we've already seen that. But I think the 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 hitting additions kind of go under the radar a little bit. You know, Starling Marte, 1-for-5 in the first game with an RBI, 2-for-5 in the second game with three RBIs. And he went 0-for-4 in the last game he played, which was yesterday, but, you know, making a clear impact on this team already. Same thing with Eduardo Escobar. Game one, one for four with a double. Game two, one for three, and he had a double in that game. He didn't play on Saturday, and then today, game four, he had another double. So, you know, three three doubles already from Escobar. As I've talked about before, an, an extra base hit machine. We're already seeing the impact from these guys. McNeil also is looking a lot like his old self. Uh, two hits in the first game, three hits in the second game, a hit in the third game, and then today, one more hit. So I just want to give him a little bit of a shout-out as well. He had an outstanding series. Also, a little shout-out to Travis Jankowski, sort of a an under-the-radar signing the Mets made, more for his defensive ability and his speed, but that was on full display. Yesterday night, was uh, he got a start in left field. He went two for three and also stole two bases. So, you know, really great to see that, that element being put in there of, of speed. Lindor also stole a base today. You know, overall, this lineup top to bottom is is just looking really really strong the one the one thing in the uh game one every guy every batter in the opening lineup in the starting lineup got a hit in game one except for James McCann who got hit by a pitch two times so you know this lineup 
while, again, they're playing the Nationals, not really the strongest pitching team in the league, and we've obviously seen that with the amount of Mets hitters who got hit, especially up and in and in in their face, which was, you know, a whole other thing that was, you know, frankly unbelievable how many times it happened, and I just want to say I loved seeing Buck Showalter running out there, protecting his guys, yelling at the the Nationals and, you know, fighting for his team after Lindor got hit, the the third guy to get hit up and in after Alonzo already got hit in the face and McCann already got hit in the high shoulder. But, you know, you got to take into account they're obviously going up against a weaker pitching team, but they're doing what they're supposed to do. This is this is a team with high aspirations for going deep into a postseason run. And it's opening weekend, and they're showing what they've got at the plate. They're totaling hits. They've only they only hit three home runs in all of these games combined. Yet they scored a total of 19 runs in four games, and the majority of that was coming off of small ball. And you know that's I think a lot of that has to do with the new additions. You have Starling Marte, an on base guy. Eduardo Escobar, a guy who hits a lot of, he does hit a lot of home runs, but doubles, already three doubles, moving guys over, getting into scoring position right away, and Marcana walking a bunch, but also knocking a bunch of singles, seven hits in in three games. So, I mean, it just looks really, really good. So, overall, you know, this is not the, the offense that we saw last year. This was an offense last year that came into the season with high expectations, was supposed to be a powerful lineup and really, really did not live up to those expectations and then was trying to compensate as the year went on. This year, they kind of seemed to come in with, you know, a mindset of get business done, get it done. And all they're doing is is wearing pitchers out. They're taking long at-bats. They're working hard, looking at pitches and, you know, making pitchers work and then just getting hit after hit after hit. They are knocking pitchers out in the fifth inning because they're just rallying hits together to drive in runs. So I really like this this version of Mets offense. I like the small ball. Obviously, I love home runs and seeing, you know, Pete's grand slam last night was outstanding. But, you know, seeing them play more small ball is really, really what I like to watch. It, It you know, seeing them keep that offense going, it's not what we saw last year. And, you know, it, it makes the game more exciting seeing the Mets, you know, put a bunch of of hits together like that. It's the offense that we expect, and it's the offense I love seeing. So previewing this upcoming series against the Philadelphia Phillies this week, Tomorrow, Taiwan Walker will be making his season debut up against Ranger Suarez. Then on Tuesday, Tyler McGill will be going up against Zach Wheeler. And then on Wednesday, Max Scherzer will be starting up against Aaron Nola. This is going to be a big test, obviously, for the Mets. The Phillies have a very, very powerful offense. I'm, you know, frankly a little bit nervous because the top part of their lineup is has a lot of power in it, but if the Mets can do what they did against the Nationals, you know, rallying off hits with both their starting pitching and their relief pitching being solid, you know, efficiently getting through innings, I think it'll work out very well. I'm I'm confident in this team, and I'm confident, especially after seeing how both 
the pitching and the hitting worked hand in hand together this past weekend. So I'm really excited and I'm really excited to see how the Mets continue to perform as the 2022 season goes along. So let me know what you think. Send any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I said or anything else about the Mets to my Twitter at PodMets. I love talking about the Mets. I love talking about baseball. So send any of your thoughts to my Twitter at PodMets and don't forget to follow as well. So that is going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Like I just said, be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets and follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you so much again for listening. And as always, let's go Mets.